0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to Basement Sports Podcast. Got a special podcast tonight with all this news about college football slash sports realignment. USC and UCLA move from the pack to the big. So out to the Big
1: Ten. Do they not uh, have to change the name of the Big Ten? Well, soon? how
0: many how many teams are there? What is there like sixteen now? I don't know. Well, we got it. We have a Wait, Duty and I are here, but we got a guest. Because uh, we're, you know, we got to talk all things Penn State with how <laughs> these things happen. There's nobody better to talk about Penn State sports, football, you name it, than Wayne Wagoner, who joins joins us via Zoom. Wayne, how are you?
2: I'm good, Greg. Thanks for having me.
0: Good, good. Uh, great to have you here. And we want to, you know, this might take up, we're, we're you know this very very easily could take up the entire podcast but oh no really, we got
1: hockey news
0: yeah well we do <clears throat> getting Malkin signed We we can talk about that but i want to start this off talking that. about this uh this conference realignment, conference realignment that's really shaking the uh shaking the landscape of college football so for most of you should know UCLA and USC have decided to leave the Pac-12 and go to the Big Ten. And so now you have probably the disintegration of that loosely fitted alliance between the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12. They were supposed to kind of like loosely get together to combat what the SEC had done. Well, I guess now all bets are off. So let's look at this first from a Big Ten standpoint and look at this And, you know, as a local as local sports podcast from a Penn State point of view. And when we'll we'll visit the ACC and Pitt later. But uh, Wayne Wagner, I want to go to you. When you first heard this news break across sports or wherever you heard it, what what initially went through your head?
2: I was shocked, Greg. The thing that really surprised me is how quiet that was kept. There were no rumors. All of a sudden, I see in, uh, something on the Penn State site about UCLA and USC potentially joining the Big Ten, and an hour or so later, it was done, a done deal. I can't believe in this day and age they kept it so quiet. Right. Um, always about money. I mean, we all know that. Um, I think one of the positives that I'm hoping for is that maybe now that there's more and more teams aligned with the conference, they may get a little more control or guidelines on this name, image, and likeness um, rather than just having a wild, wild west with different schools doing different things. And I'm, I'm wondering how that's all going to shake out because, as we all know, USC is at the forefront of, of that with Jordan Addison and bringing in Lincoln Riley. And there was talk last year about Franklin going there, which he was uh, he masterfully... Uh, Got himself, <laughs> huh?
1: Got himself a raise. Got himself a raise. Yes, yeah. he
2: did. I mean, he played them like a fiddle. I don't think they were ever really that interested in him. But, I mean, one of the reasons why they thought he might go there was name, image, and likeness dollars at USC. And I think the same thing with uh, Lincoln Riley. So I'll be interested to see if one of the positives might be um, a little more control on the name, image, and likeness. Um, But time will tell Um, it's looking like it's mirroring the NFL with an AFC and NFC with these two super conferences. Then I think it will in playoffs too, because there's too many teams and they're too spread out geographically to just have one, you know, uh, conference without divisions. Uh, I think it's going to look like the NFL playoff structure.
1: Well, you know, one of the things I didn't think about the NIL, that's a good point you made Wayne. Uh, Here was my thing. The Big Ten wants – the Big Ten doesn't need Pitt because they already got viewership in this area with the Big Ten Network. They're picking up the biggest market in L.A. with UCLA and USC as far as showing them on the <coughs> Big Ten Network. Um, so they got more eyes. It's all about money. It's They got more people watching now, more viewership. I just don't want to be the guy that has to make that schedule. How do you schedule Rutgers versus USC – uh, cross-country trips, uh, I don't understand it. And I heard, and I don't know if this is true, but I heard a rumor somewhere that Penn State was also looking at Oregon and, oh, let me think of who the other team Washington? Was. Yes, Oregon and Washington. But they extended an offer to Notre Dame first. And if Notre Dame did not want to come into the Big Ten, they were going to offer – Oregon and Washington, so there's even more viewerships up in the Northwest. So, I I don't it doesn't I don't get it one way or another. I, I think everything's going to go kind of like the ACCs announced that they're going to go without conferences. I think it's all just going to be one big dog pile here in a minute. But uh, the NIL has certainly changed things as far as money, where you're going, who you want to cover, who's on your network. Notre Dame screwed the pooch years ago when they were the only one that had that NBC TV money. So they were guaranteed to be on NBC every time uh, NBC wanted to have them. That was it. And that's how they ended up playing Army and Navy and Merchant Marines and anybody else that made their schedule shitty. So they only had to win six games a year to get into the, the top five in the country. So why Notre Dame isn't in the Big Ten already, I have no idea. Uh, it would fit for basketball as well as football, and they're right geographically, right in the middle of Big Ten country. So
0: well, they're in for hockey. Yeah,
1: I didn't even know that.
2: The, yeah, they're part of the Big Ten hockey.
0: Yeah, yeah and that's where they spread themselves out. They they're in the Big Ten for hockey, and then they're in the AC. They're in the ACC for other non-revenue sports. Um, but you know, you talked about the ACC kind of blurring the lines as far as, you know, the their conferences. But also the ACC doesn't have as many teams. Mm-mm. You know, so to Wayne's point, and Wayne, correct me if I'm wrong, you could see, like, let's say, for example, you know, Oregon and Washington were to join the Big Ten. You could have a Big Ten West Absolutely. and a Big Ten East. When you're talking right. about the travel issues – you would kind of work it as to where you would have USC, UCLA, um, um, Washington, Oregon, Nebraska, Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin. You know some of those other you know, they're a little bit farther west, and then you'd have your Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State. Rutgers. You know how, Rutgers. How, however, you wanted that to work out, and then much like the how the divisions in in the ACC worked you know, Pitt would alternate and play Clemson one year, Florida State another year, you know, it'd kind of rotate through. Like an NFL schedule. Yeah, like an NFL schedule. So I could see that working out, whereas that would cut down the travel that would be necessary if they did it that way. Um,
1: I guess the Rose Bowls could put, huh? (laughs) Who knows? That might
2: be where the championship game is. But here's the thing. People are forgetting about the Olympic sports the travel for football is not a big deal. Right. I mean, they have the money, the revenues, there. the same thing for basketball to a little lesser extent, but what do you do about women's cross country and swimming, hockey swimming, and yeah. swimming and, you know, and, and taking these, these supposed uh, student athletes out of their, you know, their classrooms to travel from Rutgers to UCLA to get their ass kicked in whatever sport they're playing. Um, but you know, it's it's funny. I think practically that these conferences just should be for revenue sports, and there should be other um, competition regionally for the non-revenue sports. But Title Nine will never allow that.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say that's, that's, in that's in a perfect world, happen. you would be absolutely correct. But right. Tav- Title Nine was that that will just that'll burn it down.
2: Yep. But I think, to a larger degree, some of these other Olympic sports still do have a preponderance of student-athletes, unlike big-time football and basketball, which they're just hired guns on their way to the NFL in those cases. Um, but here's another interesting thing. You brought up, duty brought up, uh, why the Big Ten doesn't need Pitt because of TV markets. Well, TV markets may be changing. It used to be, before cable TV, it was driven by advertising dollars, which was driven by viewership. Right now, it doesn't matter if anybody ever turns on the game. That's true. If if they're paying for that cable in their cable package for the Big Ten Network, right? Yep. You don't have to turn it on. They're already getting that money per household per month. Um, so they're just looking at large markets. But now we're going away from cable more to streaming.
0: Yeah, that's I'm wondering
2: how if that's not going to reverse itself because now it's not going to be as many people in the future on these cable packages, paying for things like the big 10 network on their Comcast or Fios when they're streaming. So I, I don't know. Time will tell, but, um, we, everybody knows who's driving this. It's ESPN and Fox.
0: <coughs> right. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just money. I mean, it's oh, just, absolutely. it's just absolutely because you know, what'd you have again you know you had two sec teams playing for the national championship okay um you had you know alabama and georgia alabama which by all rights should have gotten beaten by auburn and completely knocked out of the playoffs late in the season you know they find their way back in there and the sec was just is just dominant so you know what is this? What is this eventually going to look like? I mean, money wise, for Penn State, like this is this is a windfall for every for every yeah, school. I mean, again, in it's the,
1: more people are going to be watching. The Big Ten Network now is going to have but, to be shown but, but, in the Los Angeles area.
0: Yeah, but let me let me let me kind of throw a little bit of a monkey wrench into this about the LA market, okay? How, for how many years did Los Angeles not even have an NFL football team? Well, several. Right. All right. So they, they, and now they have two, but one of the things that LA struggled with, with football was prior to the current Rams and chargers, which that's a complete joke, but was was actually getting asses in the seats
1: because for the pro per, game, yes, for but the pro, not for the pro, college the game.
0: game. But not not the college game when Ooh. Carson Carson Palmer, Reggie yeah. Bush, and those guys were Pete there Carroll. and they were good. You you have a, an average middling USC team. It's empty. There's a lot of there's a lot of bleachers empty. Now let's let's face it. I'm not a Penn State fan, but even when Penn State's average. They're either sold out or very close to it. 100,000 okay? 100, people in there. LA and UCLA even worse than USC. The thing is, what I when Wayne and I got to together go to a couple of meetings out in LA at times and be in that area. There's a lot to do out there besides well, go to a football and game.
1: And the weather's okay? so nice.
0: <laughs> right. And the weather's nice and things like that. And people do other stuff. So I'm it, kind of a long way I'm asking a question. I'm throwing it both out to you. How does, I, I know bottom line, it's just a monster television market. But when you break down like the college football market out there, how big is it really?
1: I think, I still think USC is huge and UCLA. I think they get more viewers than the pro games, the pro teams do. Um, it's just been that way I, I for years.
2: It, it, it's hard to tell, but
1: but I I don't think
2: it's it's like Major League Baseball two years ago for the first time, not one person would have to walk through the turnstile and that still make a profit from TV money.
0: Right, that's true. This,
2: this is this is all about TV money,
0: absolutely.
2: And and there's no guarantee that those the Big Ten Network is going to get on the cable packages. All you have to do is look here in Pittsburgh.
0: With the ACC. And the networks.
2: ACC network's not on Comcast. Well, it is now.
0: It is now. Is it? Okay. Yeah, well, yeah it's, it's they it's just added much. it. Yeah, they added it probably about four or five months ago. Yeah.
2: just. Okay. You on. couldn't
1: even watch Pitt on the ACC. Right. Yeah. My
2: neighbor used to come over to my house to watch it because I have Fios. But right, there's no guarantee, depending on what the Big Ten wants in those cable systems out in L.A., that they're even going to make it on there.
1: Right. Oh, this is a leap of faith for the ESPN, too, because ESPN has dropped viewership and members <coughs> in absolute droves in the last three years. I mean, I can remember where everybody I know that likes sports woke up to the da-da-dun, da-da-dun, and then they watched it, and then they watched the same episode again, and they went to bed with da-da-dun, da dun, dun, dun and then they went all political, ESPN did and they're yep, yep. and they just lost everybody and they're especially that ESPN plus at four bucks a month or something like that <laughs> there's like seven people left that that you know pay for that so this is their this is kind of a hail mary by ESPN to put all that money back into it to try to get some people back because they lost a lot of viewers
0: what does this mean I'll go to you, Wayne. What does this mean about the competitive balance of the Big Ten? Does that – I mean, look, Rutgers is not winning the Big Ten in football. Like, it would be – Well, great. So the did, Harlem
2: Globetrotters need the Washington Jennifer.
0: Right. But but let me – that, that brings us to <laughs> this follow-up question is, do these conferences like the Big Ten and the SEC start kicking some teams out?
1: Does the SEC kick out Vanderbilt?
2: No. They need automatic wins. Okay.
1: Right? I mean, if you're beating each other up every week, no one's going to have more than six, seven wins every year. Right? No. I mean, you you can't do uh, that anymore.
2: But I think what you're alluding to, Greg, is when the Big East kicked Temple out for football. Right. They were not competitive. They also weren't filling stadiums. They didn't have their own stadium. They were playing in the Eagles stadium at the
0: time. But
2: they never had a TV deal. Once
0: the TV money's there,
2: I don't think the attendance is all that. Well,
0: it's not that important. When Alabama's at Vanderbilt, three quarters of the stadium's filled with Alabama fans. Right. You know, I mean, it's 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 a roadie. For although you know, there's a couple of teams in the SEC (coughs) that have gotten better over the past couple of years. Arkansas has gotten better. You (laughs) know, Georgia finally got over the hump and won a national championship. But you're, you know, you're seeing... You got a, your LSUs. Your LSUs, decent. they're here, yeah, They in the past couple of years, they've Texas sucked. Texas A&M occasionally. Texas a, well, Texas A&M, since they bought all those players, is probably going to be a little bit better. Right. Uh, but it's been mostly dominated by Alabama. You know, Auburn here and there, you know, would have a good season, but it was about consistency. But you got some other teams like your South Carolinas and your Vanderbilts that are just perennial, you know, Four B- well bottom, bottom dwellers. Um,
1: yeah, the other th- thing too about this the adding these teams is uh, when's the last time USC or UCLA saw a team come out with a three tight end formation and said, Here we co- stop the run because the big 10 runs the ball and the big 10 has farm boy linemen and they do the ground and pound, it's a tougher, more physical type of conference where the usc and the pac 12 they throw the ball all over the field so i think it's going to be i want to see who adapts to what because the first time usc sees a three uh, iowa in a three tight end formation <laughs> they're going to just they're going to have no idea what's coming
2: well i think too depends on scheduling did look at usc and notre dame for example usc only goes to notre dame in october Right. When the weather's decent. Yep. Notre Dame goes out there to in December because the weather's better. Yep. So I can see a USC and UCLA dominating the early part of the schedule when the weather's nice. And hot. And then coming out <laughs> to Wisconsin and Michigan State and Penn State and Michigan. in November and, and not being able to compete. in
1: snow. Because right. they can
2: throw the ball. Right. So <clears throat> that that's gonna be interesting. But I think so much of this. As far as Greg's question about competitive landscape is going to be NIL, mm-hmm. and and it goes by state. People in Michigan are crying because every state has different laws for NIL, and Michigan isn't able to compete, and they're whining and crying about that. They lost two quarterbacks. They lost Lloyd Carr's grandson to Notre Dame, and then they lost this uh, Moore kid out of uh, Detroit cast Tech to Oregon, and it's all driven by NIL money.
1: Yep, Pam.
2: So so much of the competitive landscape is going to depend on NIL -hmm. and whether the conferences can take control of that, given that each state has their own laws for that. So I think that's where the competitive stuff is really going to be affected.
0: Did did the fuse get lit with all this when Texas and Oklahoma announced they were going to the SEC? I mean, kind of did did that <laughs> kind of get? I mean, the that ball started it yeah.
1: again. Yeah, but like he said, it's if you're Texas and Texas A&M, why do you want to? Your big game every year is with Oklahoma, or against each other, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you got to pretty much be ten and one, eleven and zero going into the Oklahoma game to get anywhere. You, now, when you go to the SEC and you're playing teams like. The SEC has every single week, just like the Big Ten beats up on itself. You gotta—I don't care. I know Alabama has been good forever, but you still have a road SEC game against Vanderbilt. It's that game's not over until the third quarter anymore. Like these games are competitive. Um, I don't think you're going to see any undefeated teams anymore. And if you do, it's going to be a Notre Dame who plays an independent schedule. Um, the acc i think is the t- is the conference that's going to get screwed they don't have the talent they don't have the schools that people want to a watch and b that are going to be as good as other other teams i mean i i fully expect clemson to bolt from the acc very quickly
0: well I
2: mean, well miami
1: and florida state they're already talking about it yep.
0: they're already talking about it and yep. they, and, and where will they go At sec Well, I mean, the
1: Miami teams will. Yeah, the Florida teams will. I mean, Clemson should be in the SEC now. Yep. Logistically. So I I don't think there's going to be an ACC um, in the next three to five years. Those conferences, those teams that want to play – Against the against good competition every week, and then hopefully you get like an NFL schedule with parity. That the winner of the conference is I don't know seven and four.
0: Does the only thing that saves the ACC is if a uh, hail mary comes out, pardon the pun, and Notre Dame joins the ACC? Does that does that save the ACC in a way? And maybe maybe they go ahead and uh, uh, you know whole a couple of carcass uh, you know a couple of body parts off of the dying carcass of the big 12 you know to, to uh, add in
2: not right. not if florida
1: state miami and clemson maybe. right so, yeah and and why would notre dame want to play in but, the ACC? but
0: if they convince notre dame to come to the acc and that convinced clemson and miami right. and florida yeah. state to stay yeah i mean that, they, would be, that would be that would be worthwhile right right,
1: right. But I don't know why you join the ACC if you are Notre Dame. With all like you like Wayne said with the NIL money and the TV deals, you don't Notre Dame doesn't have the only TV deal anymore like it used to with the NBC money.
2: Well that, that that's a small that's a very small amount now. Right, it's like yeah. 8 million contract bucks. was a long that was a long contract and it's nothing compared yeah. to what
1: Big 10 teams are getting paid. I think it's $8 bucks a year.
0: Is it over? Is, is the Has that contract expired, or is it about to? No.
1: 2025. Yep.
0: 2025. Not yet. Yep. Yep. Okay.
1: And that's when you're going to see Notre Dame's going to have to join a conference, and it's not going to be the ACC.
0: No. Well, I mean, I'm just... I mean, just, ACC no, may I'm not be asking, around in 2025. I'm just asking, is that the only thing that saves the ACC?
1: I don't think it saves it anyway. I no. think the ACC is so Garbage. Let's,
0: so let's 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 talk about what this means for Pitt. I mean, I think Pitt's between a rock and a hard place, you know. And, I, and I'm, yeah, out. you know, Pitt, Pitt. Pitt. I think Pitt would like to go to the Big Ten, but Penn, St- Penn State will never allow Pitt into the Big Ten. Like well, I don't would know if
1: be even, Penn State,
0: but the actually, Big Ten doesn't Rick, need him.
2: Under, my understanding was Penn State wanted to bring Pitt along to the Big Ten. The Big Ten did not want Pitt. Now, right. what?
0: Why was that?
2: Why did Big I Ten mean, not want Yeah, to? why
0: did... At that time, why Because did they didn't...
2: T- at the time, they didn't bring... To duties point, didn't bring any more TV markets. Same market. viewership. Because right. Because what they were looking for at the time, and it was when they brought on Rutgers in Maryland, when yep. Joe was still Yeah, they wanted that D.C. and New York, New Jersey market. Yeah. And they already had Pittsburgh with, with the Big Ten network, mm-hmm. with Penn State. So, but Penn State, my understanding... During that expansion, wanted to bring Pitt in mm-hmm. to get that rivalry going again, and the Big Ten did not want to do it. So, what
0: what is what is the best case scenario for Pitt? For Pitt, what's the best case scenario? They can have to be a
2: part of a third conference th- with what remains of the Pac twelve, Big Twelve, and ACC? West
1: Virginia, yeah. Get a conference with Pitt in West Virginia and what's ever left out of like McWayne like Wayne said whatever. We have
2: Cincinnati. Cincinnati's an upcoming program, right? Right. Aren't they gonna be in the Big Twelve?
0: Yep.
1: Well, until the coach leaves.
0: Yeah, it's it's I, whatever Pitt wherever Pitt lands, whatever that conference is, they're gonna be in the the island of misfit toys. That con- whatever conference is left is literally the island of misfit toys. First of all, they're never going to get any playoff bids. That's not going to happen, because if you're if you're going to be choosing, let's face it, yeah, if you're going to be choosing between the SEC and the Big Ten, whatever the fuck that other conference is called, yeah, the, they're they're not getting any, unless a Cincinnati runs the table and they they give them a mercy rule and let them in. Oh, well, that's just in the shit. Playoff. You have to
1: go undefeated. But you're
0: you're not like they're none of those teams in that conference if they're if one of them gets into the playoff they're cannon fodder for the sec and the big 10 because when you combine the television money that those two conferences are going to get the nil money that those schools are going to be able to offer they're not even going to get they'll be lucky to get three-star recruits they'll might be dealing you know they might be happy to get a three-star you just saw be mostly happened.
1: two-star recruits. Pitt's, pitt's best player just went to usc for one reason and one reason. And only. it was for money. But five did, million reasons. Five he, million <laughs> reasons. for five million reasons. Yeah, what, but here's the
2: other thing. It's all going to depend on
0: who's structuring the playoffs. Yep.
2: And it's I don't gonna, think there'll
0: be an NCAA. There won't there's not going to be. It's well, going to be yeah. the SEC and the Big Ten that are going to structure the playoffs. And they're going to get as many teams in there as they can.
1: Well, so. first of all, there's going to be more than four teams.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. that That's, I mean, that's, that's going to have it. to expand. Yeah,
1: So yeah. I don't know when that deal is up, if it's two years left on that deal. Um, but right about the same time that deal ends, you're going to see USC and UCLA in the Big Ten. You're going to see Miami and Florida State move into the SEC. You're going to see some teams. Notre Dame's going to have to pick and choose by 25. Yep. Um, where's Pitt in West Virginia? I mean, that's going to have to be a third. Maybe they get Baylor and – Whoever's left from the Texas, from the Big 12?
0: Yeah. I don't
2: we know. Texas, we have Texas Tech, Baylor, uh, Oklahoma State, uh, Colorado. No, Colorado's Pac Colorado's 12. Pac- Pac-12. Pac-12.
0: Well, you're still, you're also taking. Well, you're going to have some remnants of, Pac-12. of the Pac 12, too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, the
2: other rumor is the Big 10, depending on what Notre Dame does, may take Stanford and Cal rather than Oregon and Washington. Because of the San Francisco the San Jose market.
1: The market, yeah. Well, there's more people in that market than there is in Oregon and Washington. There's right, no- right.
0: Yep. It's 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 a matter of, well, first of all, I, I saw a story. that I don't know if you saw the story. Jordan Addison is, is pissed because some of the promises he was made have not come to True. fruition
2: yet. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah,
0: there was a there was an article online that says Jordan Addison is quote, pissed because Ooh. they made a, some of the NIL people made a bunch of promises and they haven't come through yet. So maybe some cat some checks haven't showed up in his mailbox <laughs> yet and he's pissed. Well, you know, that's a shame. But um, well the one of the things that I heard showed up in the Pittsburgh market, I guess when Jordan Addison came back to Pitt to like clean out his stuff and his room and his apartment and all his stuff at the at the uh, sports complex and everything him and his family came all decked out in In usc USC
1: gear they did
0: and i'm like you know what i saw i was okay with everything but piss piss
1: on you yeah their whole family USC gear. they were
0: all decked out in usc swag and to me that's just
1: that's just low end it is that's
0: just low-end bullshit and there's not a person on this planet that can tell me that there wasn't tampering going on
1: it well, has that. to be. You,
0: you can't you can't tell me that he didn't Jay,
1: he didn't call them. No,
0: no, yeah. and he wasn't in. You know, this didn't start once he was already in the transfer portal. No, you know these they rumors. They told him were to out. hit the transfer portal. Right. We'll
1: get you. Right. We'll right. tell you how much money it's going to be. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. So the uh, but going you know going back to how these alignments are going to go, you know, unfortunately, you know, Pitt coming off winning a, an ACC championship you know, say what you will about the quality of the ACC last year, you still win the championship, you still make it to a, to a major bowl game. You have, uh, your quarterback goes out as a first round draft pick in the draft. You know, things are looking up for the program. Um, they're, they've got one of the top defensive lines coming into this year. And we'll talk about that as we get closer to the season. This is really a nut punch. For the Pitt football program, it really is. Yep. I mean, because you know
1: they look you know, like they're going to be an odd team out. So they they them, are. And West Virginia is in the same boat.
0: Yeah, them and West yeah. Virginia are going to be the odd teams yep. out, and
1: and they have a know. good rivalry. So what? They're they're going to continue to play each other. But when
0: it comes to, to when it comes to the chance at like getting a New Year's Six bowl or whatever yeah. that's going to look like or any of that shit, it's over.
1: Well, it's like it's Wayne done. said. How much money? Is someone going to get from West Virginia? No, and or from, from Pitt. NIL money from right. Pitt compared to a, some, one of the Big Ten teams. Right.
0: Or I mean the SEC
1: schools. I mean maybe and Texas A and M pretty much bought eleven starters this year.
0: Maybe AccraSure will put <laughs> some yeah. will put in some money. <laughs> I mean Wayne, you, you know you're 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 a uh, you know you live in Pittsburgh. You, you've you've attended a lot of Pitt. You've you've been to Pitt games for a long long time. What do you feel this means for Pitt down the road? And what if if you were sitting in that room, which direction would you try to push them to go?
2: I don't know that they have much of a choice, Greg. Um, I'm sure they're lobbying to get in um, with the Big Ten. That doesn't look like it's going to happen. It's a shame. I really think it's it's just a shame. Um, And they're on an on the upswing. They've got a lot of momentum. Their recruiting looks good and now this and you know they were already having a hard time because of the lack of attendance so when they would right. bring recruits in and they would go to an atmosphere let's say penn state or even west virginia with a full house right, kids right. get all excited they had to overcome that and they've done a great job overcoming that um because they've had a great track record of sending people to the nfl right um but now This conference thing is going to hurt them. There's no question about it. I don't know where they end up. I just think, to your point, there's going to be a third conference because there's too many schools left out unless they really go big and they each have 30 teams. um,
0: Yeah.
2: And have two conferences with 30 teams, then it would be like NFC, AFC. I don't think that's manageable um, because they're not bringing enough to the table for those other two conferences. So I think you're right. It's going to be a third conference, and it's going to be the Misfits, for lack of a better term. It's a shame. It really isn't. And I've said all along, I agree in NIL and um, the money in principle, but it's going to ruin the game I love.
1: See, and, that, and I hear a lot of people saying that. I just think it's asinine that they decided to pay these kids this the whole NIL... thanks California yeah I, the whole yeah. Nil thing I was against from the beginning um there is enough money being paid under the table and I think that's yeah, one yeah of the Reggie, reasons,
0: yeah Reggie Bush
1: <laughs> and I think that's one of the reasons Nil got passed because everybody said look they're getting paid anyway mm. why don't we just but it's now it's just a free agency system
2: well it wasn't passed it was a lawsuit with Ed O'Bannon.
0: Um at UCLA UCLA. Yeah. Yeah, UCLA and
2: I think if if the colleges weren't so greedy and were paying players something stipends whatever prior to right they never come to this point but they were all greedy and didn't want to pay these kids yeah then it came to a law and a lawsuit is what created this
1: yeah i think i think college football is is not what we have all grown to Grown to love as we were growing up watching. Now it. it's over. Those days are over. It's, it's over. This, it's all about the almighty dollar. And what gets me is now you have a transfer portal and NIL at the same time. So
2: that's that, the killer. It's the yeah. killer
1: because your team, you, when you try to recruit a kid for, well, let's just say, two years before they go pro, if you get a kid that's good like Addison, he's going to go pro after his second year, that's a bidding war. Now it's just free agency. It's college free agency. So,
2: well, uh, Franklin said you got to recruit your own. Continue to recruit your own players.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's a great to keep point. Them to stay. Yeah.
2: Not but you, but they're, out, they're, you they're not pushing to get top talent. You got to recruit the kids on your team to keep keep them there.
1: And how much is it to stay? Like, do like do you pay a kid three million to stay if you're worried he's going to leave, and then yeah. USC gives them six? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I like Penn State. They treated me well. Uh, they did everything they said they would. I love everything about it. But three extra million is three extra million.
0: Yep.
2: And-, and they'll never generate NIL money like the Southern schools or UCLA or USC. No. Nope. Never. They have no market to generate it. They don't have near the, the um, football win-it-all cost alumni that the South has. They will never be able to compete in NIL and it's going to hurt them too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was going to ask that question with the, with the NIL and how does that affect Penn state moving forward? Yeah. Huge. They have nothing.
2: You know, even Pitt has a big advantage being in the city as far as maybe some NIL money over a school like Penn state or West Virginia. Right. I mean, what's Penn state got sheets and um, (laughs) a couple car dealerships really. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And a uh, bunch of cow pastures.
2: Yeah. yeah. And there's no loyalty in Philadelphia toward Penn State. Never has been.
1: No, right. That, that's that market. No, not at
0: all. Well, so as everybody kind of waits with bated breath to see what Notre Dame eventually does, anything Notre Dame does, and, you know, hear me out here, wouldn't surprise me. Like, no. because, you know, I can see (coughs) Notre Dame going to the Big Ten. I can see Notre Dame even going to the SEC. I could see it. Yeah, absolutely. I could see Notre Dame saying, okay, we want to be the crowning jewel of the leftover conference. So we'll we'll be the head of that, but also we'll be the one with the best chance of being undefeated. Yeah. Coming out of there.
1: Pitt and West Virginia. Yeah, Pitt, West Spraylor Virginia, and
0: Oklahoma State. I could totally see that.
1: Well, and here's the thing. Here's what Notre Dame could also do. They could go back to NBC and say this deal was great at first. Now, like Wayne said, it it's sucks. only like $8 million a year. It's one of the worst deals out here. So this deal's up. We're going to give you first shot of re-upping. What will NBC pay Notre Dame to remain independent, or to be that start that third conference, then they won't need the Big Ten money, the SEC deals. The if NBC says we want to renew that deal for a hundred million dollars for the next ten years or, or the next five years. Well, what if
0: what if NBC decides to to make that deal with with Notre Dame, but to be the television network for that third conference right. then, and then dive, got some chances. and dive headfirst into that college football market, Absolutely, you know, throw around a bunch of money because all NBC had for college football was Notre Dame.
1: That's
2: it. That was it. Well, keep, keep this in mind though. That's only for their home games.
0: Right, right. Right. And,
2: and if they remain independent and strike this deal, some of these other conferences won't want to play them at now, home. Well, that's so yeah. now they're, they're going to come, they're going to have less competition on those at those home games on the airways,
1: army, Navy and air force,
2: <laughs> right. Competing against some big time matchups in these other super conferences. Right. But I ne- I would never see Notre Dame won the sec. Yeah. First of all, they wouldn't want to be associated with that. win it all costs um, sec mo- money bags kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also academically, Academ- academically, academically. Yeah. And, and, most of
0: the southern schools
1: hate Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, see that. As Notre see Dame go, I think that'd be great. Though everyone hates me, I got to come in. I I beat a couple <laughs> of them. That'd be great. But I think the big thing you mentioned was academically. There's no way yeah. they're going down. What to Notre SEC. Dame
0: brings, even when they're on the road, when you look at those road games that are picked up by ESPN.
1: Oh, they're t- t- even the two Notre- biggest trolls Notre Dame, are Penn State, like, and Notre Dame
0: at. Notre Dame at Virginia Tech. Doesn't matter. What is a massive number? Yeah. It's a huge number. Yeah. But keep
1: in
2: mind too, Greg, when they, if they go into somewhere like the SEC, they're going to limit the tickets, how much they get. They're not going to have that kind of following like they can do at a pit, you know, when they come to Pittsburgh, they're going to be very limited right? as far as on, on site fans.
0: Yeah. I'm more talking about the TV numbers. Right, that's what right. I'm more talking about. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. That's what, that's the one thing that Notre Dame can float to, you know, Anyone. it's like, Hey, when not only when <coughs> you come here, but when we're in your stadium, the numbers are going to be exponentially even larger because it's Notre Dame. I mean, yeah. well, they're like,
2: Their big numbers. Now are USC, Michigan, yep. Michigan state.
1: And um, like Wayne said, um, let's say Notre Dame goes to, whatever, or, or Navy comes to Notre Dame, like they always do, and they get the big NBC money, and it's on TV. And on the other channel, you got uh, Ohio State, USC. Yeah. Or Ohio State, someone else, you know, some of these new conferences coming in on the other channel at the same time, and then followed by, you know, Penn State, Michigan at night in yeah. a whiteout game. No one's watching that Notre Dame game. If they have to compete with games like that.
0: Well, it's Look, you're going to have a consistent number with Notre Dame because they have a fan base that watches them no matter what else is on. Okay, it, it's in, but the influence is not only in the television numbers, but something that Wayne brought up is how they travel. I mean, let's face it. You know, one of the few sellouts that Pitt will have is when Notre Dame's there or when Penn State's there. Absolutely. Okay, that's – but. And, and I'll tell you this for like even local businesses around Pittsburgh, like that's important. Like the businesses make an exponential increase in money, hotels, hotels, restaurants, restaurants you name it. There's Notre Dame people bars. all over the bars, bars,
2: bars with Notre Dame. With Notre uh,
0: yeah, exactly. There's all kinds of beer being consumed, <coughs> you know? So it, it's, it's, there's so much that goes into this. That's like I said, it, it's, it's whatever, all money. It's all money, but what whatever Notre Dame decides to do, there's nothing that they could do that would just shock me right out of my seat. Nothing, yeah, right. and in, including, well, including, including, except for
1: like Wayne said, yeah, it's, I it's, would be shocked if they went to the SEC.
0: Well, you'd be. It'd be more of a shock <laughs> that the SEC let them in. Let them in, right? That's right. the bigger shock. Yeah, right. you know, but but, I what I just kind of talked myself into there. It would be a thought for Notre Dame, again, to be that top team of that third conference.
1: You pick your other totally, conference teams. Yep,
0: I could totally see them doing that. Yeah. And, 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 and kind of manipulating that. Well, because, and then you've got but, Notre
1: Dame in the playoffs, and you've well, got the Big Ten championship. Like you said, the Rose Bowl, that winner's in. The SEC championship winner's in. Yeah. And then you get a fourth team that won't be a wild card, so it'll be the best team that lost in the Big Ten championship or the SEC championship.
0: Well, you've got, you know, Notre Dame could be like, you know, they have a history with Pitt. Okay. Notre Dame and Pitt have a, have a history. Okay. Notre Dame has a history with a lot of schools. Okay. They've got a history with Texas. They've got history playing USC. They've got history playing Penn state, you know, so all of these schools that are going to try to quote unquote, woo Notre Dame to come their way. There's a history there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's, it's going to be, I mean, Two things: it's bad for college football, Absolutely. I think, in the long run, but it's good for podcasts and sports talk because yeah. there's going to be a lot to talk about the next. Well, and
1: years. I honestly think I think it's bad for college football, but uh, great. I can't. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to watch every freaking. Well, game. I know
0: you will. But let's let's take a little bit of an aside here, and Wayne, I'll start with you on this: is college basketball because I think some of the things that are getting lost is, is is the college basketball landscape because. You know, I think one of the things that hurts the ACC in some of these – and pulling schools in, you've got a really big college basketball influence in the ACC.
1: Big following, yeah. A big
0: following, yeah. So, Wayne, like, what do you think as far as college basketball is concerned, how this – or – do you feel to earlier point that maybe call the Separated. football part separates out from even basketball, which is also a revenue sport?
2: Yeah, I think so. I I, I really think football should be just by itself. Mm-hmm. Basketball too. You've got you're in the middle of winter. You're traveling in the middle of winter. You've yep. got weekday. There's weekday games in basketball, and they have such a fabulous tournament already set up. The teams don't get left out of playoffs in basketball. Yeah, If you have a decent team, you're going to go to the NCAA tournament. You have a shot. That's not the case in football. And and also with football, I, I don't see how they're going to do this without a big expansion of the college football playoffs. These other teams would not get into a conference and lose a chance of getting into a playoff because Alabama or whoever well, I mean,
1: the Pac-12 hasn't been in one – Pac-12 hasn't good enough to be in one in, I don't know how long, since Oregon. Since was Washington. Since yeah. Washington. No, and, Oregon was and, good. Well, oh, yeah, or, Oregon was in after, yeah, I think, after
0: Yeah, Washington got <coughs> destroyed. But, yeah,
2: um, yeah I, I just think football is, look what football did to the Big East basketball conference. Yeah. Right? Same thing. The best basketball conference in the country got torn apart because of the power of football dollars.
0: Right, right.
2: But basketball will survive. They, they, it's on TV all the time. Um, you can watch weeknight games all week long on basketball. And as long as they have that tournament, um, they'll, they'll be just fine with or without this screen line.
0: I agree with you with the non-revenue sports, Wayne. Like <laughs> watching Pitt or Penn State soccer have to travel out to the West Coast to play <laughs> soccer matches in the middle of the week against like You know, if Penn State had to go out and play USC or UCLA, you know, or Pitt, even if they're in the Misfit Toys conference, having to fly to Oklahoma State or Baylor or wherever in the middle of the week, maybe that does break down to more like regional conferences or something for non-revenue sports.
2: Well, then they'll say they're being discriminated against because they want to play those top-end schools as well.
0: Yeah, and then that gets into the Title IX, the Title IX stuff, so...
1: Let's uh let's let's jump ship a little bit and talk about um, hockey for a minute okay. And Pittsburgh. Just because we're in Pittsburgh. Okay. So the big news was they re-signed Latang, Christ- Christ-
0: Christopher Latang.
1: So everybody in Pittsburgh was you know creaming their jeans over that because he they couldn't replace him. Then they get you know uh, Ross, but came back. Right. I thought so that was a good sign. I did too. Sorry. And then they but. The entire city of Pittsburgh is split on this whole Malkin thing. And I am on the – I had told you, Greg, and I might have mentioned it to Wayne, I would have traded that turnover machine four years ago, right after he was one of the MVPs – could have won MVP of the league uh, when Sid was out. He just carried the team. But after that, I think that's when his value was the highest. So I was listening today to some other, other stuff on the radio. And it kind of made me think, because I did not want Malcolm back. I think he's too old. He's a turnover machine. He's no good on five on five. And you can get in his head. Play, you can get in his head, right? And he's stupid penalties when you slash him, oh, yeah. slash you back. Yeah. However, here is what was what I heard today by someone else. He said, "Well, if you if you don't resign him, who do you sign?" I, yeah. Yep. Right. And You're I think, right. and it changed my mind a little bit, <laughs> yeah. saying. All right, the guy that I wanted him to sign literally just signed today for seven years and (laughs) 45 million bucks or something like that, right? So Mm -hmm. they weren't going to do that. Um, So you still need a second-line center, and there's none out there. And we all know that this coach in Pittsburgh won't play young kids that come up. He does not want young kids playing. He wants vets. So – What do you guys think about the Malkin signing? And is it because you like Malkin or because they had no choice?
0: Go ahead, Wayne.
2: I used to be a big Malkin fan. I've become less and less of one. But keep in mind, too, for some reason, if Sid would happen to get hurt, I don't know why Malkin's game raises to the level it does when Sid not there. When Sid's not on that ice, and some people have to be the top dog. And I think he's it's that type point. of guy. He's a top dog. He's spectacular.
1: He is when he when Sid's out. Yeah, he absolutely. Yeah, is. that,
2: It's crazy, right? <clears throat> but um, I, I don't know. He just – I will give him the benefit of the doubt. Apparently, two years ago, he was playing on a torn ACL at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how recovery is in hockey versus football. But usually in football, that first year back after the ACL. is horrible. Yeah. So I will give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm sorry they had to sign him for so long, but I think that's the only way he would have signed. Um, I've had real mixed emotions on Malkin. Um, some of his – he reminds me of Starling Martin. Where he, he still <laughs> is not a rookie. 16 years into his career making – rookie bonehead plays yeah yep. just loss of concentration at key moments because he's always trying to make the spectacular play and loses focus
1: well it just drives me nuts when he comes over that blue line and he tries to go <laughs> one on freaking four and it, right and he loses the puck and it goes the other way on a three on two or a guy if the game's tied the third period it's three three with two minutes left and a guy will go by him and he'll and smack them or hit them and he'll turn around and slash them and get two minutes for right. slashing and they end up scoring on the power play. So, so anyway, he drives me nuts, but I still don't know what the alternative
0: is. I, I, duty, I agree with you. And that's why when I looked at this deal and when I actually, I woke up this morning and there it was,
1: there <laughs> yeah, it was. It happened you know, last I, night, and I, I think crashed Sidney out. Sidney Crosby got them back together.
0: Well, there were some, some guys on twitter some reporters saying you know because it's kind of like football like during the the free agent period the draft the trading deadlines and shit like that the the reporters hang around the offices and somebody reported that there were a lot of high fives going on in the office late last night okay and so there was like this rumor buzzing that maybe they, maybe got, they got him, him maybe yeah. they got him. But I got it was him on the
2: news last night, Greg.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. It's it's yeah. It's, yeah there yeah. was it was it was you know there was a buzz going on at first, like before I went to bed. <coughs> although, as an aside, the funny thing is, is I guess the NHL Network uh, was playing an old recorded clip today all the way up to noon. About Malkin now being a free agent, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. But I agree with you, Duty, is that when you looked at the the signable free agents that were there for a second line center, mm-hmm. there wasn't anybody better. I mean, you that could have brought Jeff
1: a, Carter up to be your second line I center, don't, I, but then you still need a third line.
0: Yeah, but I Jeff <laughs> Carter is, with all due respect to my man, who can put away light beers like nobody else's business. He's not an Ev- Evgeny Malkin. He's not. He's not. Um, and
1: he's just as old or flat older.
0: Well, and to and to Wayne's point, when Crosby's out, Malkin's a monster. You know? And, and
1: it seems to be, though, that's the only time he's good. He He's horrible five on five. Power play. The power, power play. Yeah, power play. That's, play it. Yeah. that's it. The power play and when he's out. And I don't know if that's worth four and six, four years for six million a year, but the more I thought about it, I kind of went, if you're the general manager, if you're Hexthal, and they say, okay, let's not re sign them. Who are we going to get to replace them? Mm-hmm. And there's no answer. There's absolutely... But
2: you know, duty with the style the Penguins play, because they don't have a enforcer or physical presence, they have to have a potent power play. Absolutely. Teams are, teams are just going to beat up on them. Yeah, you're, the- right. The- so you're right. You're right. So in that respect, they do need a, a power play. The thing that I disappoints me about Malkin is a lot of people take for example a power pitcher in baseball when that fastball loses a couple miles an hour they adjust and they they learn how to be a pitcher right mm-hmm. Malkin still thinks he's the 25 year old that can split those right yeah. he still thinks he can split, split those the three guys at the blue line yeah, yeah he can't yeah, he but he hasn't adjusted his game other than the power play where he's stationary in, in his zone and doesn't have to play a, a full ice game, you
0: know? Yeah, and he's still, he's still a sniper. Oh, he gets, he's good. The power play is opening. still good. Yeah. And not only <laughs> that,
1: the power play, he is an outstanding passer too. He is. Um, yes, he is. Um, yeah. He's just yep. a, he's a really good power play player. And and I get it. Um, uh, you made a good point about this. not like they're going to go out and beat people up. Um, they need to – they're going to get beat up more than they beat up, so they do need – penalties and and and, that, and I honestly think that hurts them in the playoffs cuz the refs swallow the whistle. When exactly. every Absolutely. year the Penguins get this all these points and they're up and down they're flying and they're winning these yep. games and then the playoffs come and the refs don't call shit. And that's yep. not that's not Peng, that's not the Pittsburgh game. That's the physical yep thing now the only other move they made they signed a defenseman from tampa today yeah so we're looking at the same team that's lost the first round playoff game for the five years in a row
0: well there's some talk out there right now that there could be a trade that
1: for a goalie because n- that's the only no, thing it's going to matter
0: no not for a goalie uh but there could be and a trade where a third,
1: a third goalie too yeah
0: um dumalin uh marino could be
1: traded. Who the hell wants Marino after you know, he had one? His rookie year was good.
0: You'd be surprised. Uh, in the NHL, I think you'd be surprised. So they're just saying there could be a trade coming up. This, they they actually um, they re-signed Casey DeSmith. Uh, they extended him. <coughs> yeah, so and they signed a three. Well, let's, let's let's talk a little bit about that before we wrap up, um, Wayne. Their goalie situation. So two years ago, Jari just sucked. Okay. Sucked out loud. Um, if he's even half decent, they beat the Islanders in that series.
1: He gave it la- away basically la-
0: last year. You know, what are you going to do? You've got the third string goalie in there that you just called up from Wilkesbury, you know, to come in. And they still took the Rangers who, who went all the way up to the 3-1. conference final to seven games. And, you if know, Sid didn't get hurt.
1: They'd win that. They series.
0: win that series. Right. Yep. So, and, you know, with no fault of Jari, he came in for game seven he and shouldn't. he was not 100% he healthy not by have, any no. stretch um, and still nearly won that game. So, goalie wise, what do you do? If you're the penguins, you, okay, we got Jari. He showed a lot, a lot of flashes of being a really, really good first line goaltender. It's always go good the
2: regular, regular
1: season.
0: But what do you do?
2: Well, he didn't get a shot to show it. To yeah. redeem himself That's this right. year because of the injury. So, yeah. But, but I mean, look at the history of the goalies. Who four or five years ago would have thought Murray would have been a bust?
1: <laughs> Christ, he just got traded again. Right? Didn't yeah. He? Yeah. He just got no. traded. Yeah. Who would have thought
2: after his first two years that he was going to go south the way he did? Yep. Uh, and, and Jari made the All Star team two out of three times, mm-hmm. had had the bad, um, year two years ago and didn't get a chance to redeem himself but there were some playoff series where flurry when flurry was at the top of his game just shit the bed in the playoffs too. yeah
1: yeah
0: i remember a flyer series where he did like he just couldn't <laughs> stop he couldn't yeah. stop anything yeah
1: That's i'll the thing tell you with what bullies. i still yeah. agree I, I don't understand why nobody does this you know what i would do i would go to Japan. I get the biggest sumo wrestler I can find, and I put hey, pads on duty, him.
2: Hey, I said that 30 years ago. Remember the wrestler Chris Taylor from Iowa? Yeah. The 400-pound guy that won the NCAA championship? Yep.
1: See if he can stand up on skates.
2: Yes. That's all we'd have to do is slide a half a step each way. I've Not even that. I want years. the
1: sumo yep. guy that you yep. don't even have to. I Don't even lace yep. the skates. Fold down. Yep. Just stand in front of the net, and there's no oh. way a puck can get through there. <laughs>
2: Hell, no, I don't think it's I don't think it's in the rules, but he wouldn't have to wear skates. He could just lay there.
1: I just want him to be able. I mean, they crouch anyway with that half jock strap on okay. backwards, whatever they call that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're big fat five hundred pounders. Just put some pads and a mask on that guy and just say squat. <laughs> I don't understand why nobody does it. Like I, that would hey. be if I owned a minor league team, I would hire. That that's what I would do it, to attract fans. They're getting you
2: have to go to Japan. Go on the <laughs> Biggest Loser and
0: take <laughs> <laughs> They they have to. I mean, but somebody brought up the point. You look at the size of like a Vas- oh! Vasilev- Vasilevsky. He looks added. like a sumo. He's guy. He's gigantic, but. They also, they've been bitching for years now about the amount of equipment that the, the Goal have been
1: putting on. Well, look at so, the highlights of the old, oh, like in the 90s, God, yeah. the, the goalies yeah. and their pads. I mean, all you saw was net. Now <laughs> you can't see anything.
2: There's an easy solution to that. Just make the goal bigger.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, Even by I'm going to tell you something. I hated hockey. <laughs> Back when the remember the role, there was a two line pass rule. Yeah. So right. it, it turned yeah. into soccer on ice, which yep. is just everybody it, was offsides. One, nothing, <laughs> one, nothing game. You know, uh, you, you got a goal lead and you just paid, played play defense for the rest of the game. Yep. Like yep. just like in soccer needs to get rid of the offsides role. And then people would watch soccer. I don't
0: think Wayne would watch soccer.
1: <laughs> I I probably wouldn't either. However, we might be the only two if soccer games were seven six instead of one nothing. And the biggest exciting thing of the soccer game is a corner kick. Get the hell out of here. Get rid of a rule where the offense gets penalized for something the defense does. All they got to do is run in front of an offensive guy before he passes it. Another guy passes it, and it's offsides. Dumbest rule other than when in golf you got to hit a ball out of a divot if it's oh. in your fairway.
0: That's yeah. a dumb rule.
1: Okay. Now yeah. tell me. Hey, look.
2: Look at the three on three overtime.
1: How exciting. Oh, that's no, it's crazy. crazy. It's, right? it's great. Even four on four is up and down hockey. Yeah. But that's oh. that's why I, I used need to a sumo. Record. I
0: actually used to enjoy, like, when, when, uh, when two players would get offsetting penalties, you know, and they would four four. send them both out. You have two minutes of four-on-four four hockey. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was yep. great. And the, the Penguins, you know, when they got Lemieux and, like, some of those skill guys, they'd they'd take a four-on-four. would on four. want were, one. Like, if they got a penalty called on them, they were definitely trying to drag somebody <laughs> yeah. else to the penalty box with them. Yeah. You know, because they had the advantage, for sure. Yeah
1: all right so well, let's just wrap up since we're on Pittsburgh well let's just say one thing let's just say Go one ahead. thing
0: the Pirates have won four games in a row I was gonna say that going into tonight. night up. so with Mitch Mitch Keller probably pitched he pitched seven innings the other night only gave up one earned run it
1: was against Miami well
0: but still it's again but they have a better record than the Pirates so you know but um the Yankees Wayne you were at the 19 to nothing game weren't you uh, I was, it, yeah,
1: yeah. I was at the game before, and because I'm with the Big Brothers Big Sisters program, I was in the owners box. Nice. And it's the game the Pirates beat the Yankees. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you something. They announced a sellout. It was mostly Yankees, 67 percent Yankee fan. Yeah, <laughs> but they won. I mean Pittsburgh. Well, won.
2: now I I thought that too when I was at the Yankee game, and then I said, now I know how these NFL Cities feel like when the Steelers come into their stadium.
1: yeah, uh, and that's why they limit ticket sales Yankee, to the opposing teams Yankees, in college football. Yankees bandwagon
0: fans are insufferable. Oh, they were ridiculous! They are
2: absolutely- it's not
0: just the
1: Yankees when yeah.
0: the
2: Braves
1: are in town,
0: yeah. Phillies, when the Cubs are Cardinal, in town. Cardinals are yeah. in town, yeah. yeah. Phillies,
1: uh, yeah. Phillies and Indians pack it too, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway,
0: no, yeah, right. hey, this was a blast. Had a great time. I have to Uh, pee. everybody on duty has to pee. Uh, (laughs) I got to go get another beer. Actually, I got to have dinner. But uh, great conversation talking about the new college football realignment. How this is going to go? I'm sure we're going to be talking about this a lot more uh, as as, the year goes. Time goes on. Uh, But it was great having this conversation. Um, Wayne, thank you very much. Wayne Wagner, thank you so much for for joining us. We enjoyed it. Hey, everybody, look, you can catch us on all the podcast platforms, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, uh, you name it, we'll do it. Uh, Also, uh, send us an email. Twitter, Facebook. Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. Twitter, Facebook, send us a message. Tell us what you think. Facehead. We'd love to hear from you. (laughs) All that fun stuff. All that
1: shit nobody knows how to get to. All
0: right, guys, have a great night. Thanks,
1: Thanks, everyone. All right. Thanks. See you.